Welcome to Roundhill Radio, the podcast from Roundhill Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we're talking about when we talk about faith. Welcome to Roundhill Radio. I'm Leslie. I'm Ed. I'm Dan. Hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. Welcome to the party. <laughs> Glad to be back, as always. So we asked Dan to join us today because we're talking about a special event we're starting uh, next week. I can hardly believe it's already here mm. in that we have chosen to take set some time aside for planning, um, mm-hmm. which is not something we have done in quite such an intentional way before. We're doing, we're taking three separate days over two weeks to dream and scheme worship and what that looks like in all manners of, of, of iteration. Does that make sense? Sure. Um, so Ed, what, what, what prompted us to sort of to start this? What what made you want this as part of our experience? Well, I think uh, I think this was something that resonated with all of us, right? I'm not exactly sure how the how the germ of the idea started, but uh, all great ideas. We don't know where it started. <laughs> exactly, somewhere back there. But but the really lovely part about it is that I think in some ways the timing was right because we were starting to feel like there was an emergence out of the pandemic. I mean, we're still in the pandemic, but there's a different feel now for sure with the vaccinations and a number of other changes that are happening that are showing some positive signs. I think that inspired us to think about what will the church look like post pandemic or even now as we're starting to emerge from it. And that's a question that takes more exploration than we normally have time for on a given Tuesday when we have our normal staff meetings. So the idea of of giving some dedicated time to the question of what will worship look like uh, in this in this new emerging world is a really important one. I'm really thrilled that we're giving it this this time of day. I'm big on thinking time these days, you know, and I think that that's something that we don't include enough of in our lives in general, just time to ponder. So what is it that we actually want? And uh, so I think that's what I think that's what started it. A combination of it was already in us probably wanting to happen. And then the na- the notion that we're moving into something new. And I just want to add that I think we're all in a very interesting space uh, in that we've got this um, time when we want, we're obviously wanting to, you know, to continue the traditions of the past, uh, but we're also wanting to be open to something that hasn't maybe taken place yet. So we're open to whatever the spirit might want to lead us. So that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I'm I'm connected with this idea that there there kind of is no status quo when mm. it comes to worship. I was thinking back to like all the things that were just sort of accepted as oh we do these because we've kind of always done them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's definitely an opportunity to play in a way that maybe there wasn't before yeah. uh, when there maybe were more expectations instead of. I feel like there's more hope. Uh-huh. It's more, more hope. It's more of a hope than an expectation. Yeah. <laughs> certain things. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Dan? Yeah. I mean, I love the analogy of a sandbox. You know, my boys, when they were younger, used to love to play in the, in the sandbox. And sometimes there were certain sections that they couldn't play in or certain toys they couldn't use. And 
we ask the question, well, why? And what happens when you open up the full sandbox and you open up all the, the toy chests and you can play with everything? You just see this imagination and creativity and joy um, in, in little children. And so for us to be able to spend some time together and, and play in the sandbox, to be able to dream and scheme and create, uh, it's, it's the right time to be able to do that. As Ed said, we're emerging out of something and we're not sure what it, the future is going to look like, but we have this really exciting opportunity uh, for the three of us to actually spend some quality time together and to take a step back. And, you know, one of the things that the listeners you know may know is generally the three of us meet uh, at least once a week. Now, the last year has been over Zoom and we sort of look ahead uh, to the Sunday that's coming up and sometimes you know, further ahead, you know, like what's the series. And we do talk about what songs and what prayers like what's going to come together uh, to elevate the theme of the scripture, the theme of, of that Sunday. And that's been wonderful. But for us to take a step back and to really look at the whole picture, of like, why do we even gather? What is worship all about? Uh, you need time, right? You, that, those are the, the, the thinking times, the thinking brainstorming sessions, the retreats. And we just haven't had the time to be able to do that. But we're coming into this new season of, of life, a new season of church, new season of ministry, it feels like. And so I'm excited to be able to dream together and share ideas and, and also trust that the spirit's been working in, in, in the three of us, among other people, of course, but the three of us in prompting different uh, dreams and hopes and visions. So we'll get a chance to just hash them all out. And Leslie, I think you're getting some uh, sticky notes and colored markers, which you love to do. Oh my gosh. Organize. So uh, we need that. You, you uh, yeah, that's all gonna, of the office supplies have been, yeah, they're all on my desk. Colorful and organized. That's the two things that you definitely bring among many other things, but you definitely bring those. I feel like a party planner and I'm like, I've got the party hats. <laughs> we, don't know what the, we don't know what the content is going to be, but it's going to look great. Right? It's going to look really organized and really optimistic. The it's what, what it made me think of that you just said, Dan, was like, you know, we meet and we plan. And of course, we're always so intentional about how we plan the messages we're creating. But there's an element of, I find a filling in the blanks, right? I need a prelude. I need something for this spot. I need something for this spot. It needs to speak to this topic and it needs to have this sort of energy or have this sort of sound. And that's sort of where I, that's sort of how I sometimes in the nitty gritty, just kind of go fill in the blank, fill in the blank, fill in the blank. Well, what if either there are no blanks or everything's blank? And what if we, we come at it with no preconceived notions? And what if worship you know, so I have, I have, I have our planning document that I made. Of course. <laughs> I had too much fun with, but I have the question, you know, all capitals question is what experiences of worship would we create if we have no limitations? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that for some people that can evoke something very specific. And the idea is we're not evoking anything specific. We're starting from a place of wanting to create meaning and connection. And that probably won't sound or look like anything anyone's seen before, especially not here. And I and so the idea is that we hope to create a once a month worship experience that is innovative, that is 
that's all. I mean, that's basically all I have right now. <laughs> because this is obviously you're seeing us before this process. So we're going to come back and record a podcast after. And it might be, we might have gone a completely different direction than we thought. So we're going to have three different days um, over two weeks. So we have some time in between to go back, do some of our own research, do our own um, thinking time, percolating time, as I call it in the choir, um, and really give ourselves the grace and space to really like sit and think about all these things. And then also coming together. Cause you know, I think, I think one of the reasons that we three work so well as a team is because a lot of the times we don't know where the good ideas come from. Hmm. You know, we'll get going, we'll get talking and we'll be in this sort of like energy of excitement and we can't trace back to where it started, but we know we're excited about where it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm excited. I'm so excited for this. I think it's going to be really interesting and create um, hopefully some really meaningful time for our congregation. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Well, I think right now the church is in such, uh, I'd like to say interesting place, you know, this, this kind of, opportunity for creative ferment. And I think anytime there's been a major shift in the life of the church, it's always tried to figure it out. What's it going to bring with it? Mm-hmm. And as it goes into the future and what's it going to, how, how open is it going to be, you know, try to be towards um, wherever the spirit might lead. So that's, these are the two things I think we're trying to, to keep together in some ways. And I've just been, we talked a little bit earlier about um, the use of the word hybrid now to describe what the, ch- the church is calling. I mean, we weren't talking about being a hybrid church 14 months ago, but now we are. And a hybrid church is one that has both, you know, a physical on in-person service or services. Now maybe they're indoors and outdoors, uh, which was not the case for many churches 14 months ago. And there's an online service, the online service might be the same length as the in-person and some online services might be five minutes long. So it's so much came up as a result of the pandemic of people having to shift and pivot in order to reach their congregations and help people stay connected. So who knows if, if that much change has happened in 14 months, let's kind of ride the wave, right? To see where, where it's going to push us going out into the future. Yeah. And that's such a new element of worship planning that I don't think we'd had ever thought about. I think, you know, if you'd asked me a year ago about online church, I think my first thought would have been, oh, we're filming actual church. Like I'm, I'm, we have a video camera running while in-person worship happens. And then that's either live streamed or shown later or something. I think that was, that was my preconceived notion a year and a half ago. Um, And then now we have these sort of two services that are similar. They're not always identical, Um, especially this summer, they're not going to be identical. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then how do we also look at the medium of virtual worship? Sorry if you hear my dog, (laughs) of virtual worship and, and play it to its strengths, Mm -hmm. right? Like how do we, how do we give it what it needs and what that audience needs for those who are unable or or for whatever reason not able to come to worship if they live far away or you know there's so so many reasons why that's meaningful to people and I think I think we 
I think we always knew that it was going to be meaning like helpful for people, but mm-hmm. I don't think we knew. I think we're only still learning what we can do with it as a tool, you know, like the different cool things that can be done. And that's, I mean, that's a whole, I think that needs its whole other worship retreat, <laughs> you know? Sure. Well, and Leslie, you're right. I mean, that platform, there's so much that can be done and, and we've experimented. We've had some fun doing that where you're using multimedia and just using media in different ways and, with uh, a skilled video editor, such as yourself. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> but how you can pull pieces together and do things creatively that we just couldn't do in person in the sanctuary, because that has a wonderful, um, it's a wonderful space and there's a lot of fullness there, but it has limitations because of the space. So the online space and that digital platform has so much potential that not only can elevate the message and can breathe life and creativity in a different way to enforce, you know, or reinforce that message, but also speaks to a different audience as well. You know, as we talked about this hybrid church, and Ed, you're right. I mean, we had hybrid cars. We never thought we had hybrid congregations yep. you know, 15 months ago, but, but here we are. But we also realize that in people's lives, in all of our lives, and I imagine the people who are listening, you are listening to this on some sort of digital device right? Your phone or your laptop or desktop. And uh, we, we, our lives are integrated with it in the digital world in every aspect, everything we do, including now education, but buying groceries to, you know, entertainment to how we get our information is, is digital, or at least can be digital. And yet the sacred space and church for a long time for whatever reasons, have resisted moving into the world that everyone lives in. And everyone lives in that world, you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, often with the exception of one hour a week on a Sunday morning. Uh, And so there is something to be able to be removed from the digital world and have this like safe, sacred space. I, I do get that. And I like that. But it's also not the real world that we're all living in. And so it's going to be really interesting for the church and for our church to really figure out and discern how do we leverage and utilize technology, um, not just to say, yes, we have an online service, but to actually help people moving forward in their life, moving forward in their faith, moving forward as a force for good, you know, uh, and with their families and then their homes and and how can we be then in their world, the world that, that we all live in, that digital world, not just one hour on a Sunday morning? So I think there's great potential and possibilities, and it's going to be fun to explore what that looks like moving forward. Absolutely. I think there's there's also an opportunity for this broadening or this this sense of broadening of our of our audience, our congregation, our church, our community that this affords because... You know, if I actually just yesterday was looking at our podcast stats and we have international listeners, you know, we don't necessarily have people who are able to be in our space with us, but you're part of our community. Every person that listens to our podcast and we know we have people all across the country. Thank you for listening and all across the world now. And I think that's such an amazing thing that these three people, two of whom are currently in the same building right now, <laughs> recording into the rooms, and I'm just a few miles down the road, that we in our sort of our 
smaller town, if you will, I know I know we're in a big metropolitan area, but that the small town church can be part of a global community and that there isn't a huge threshold that we have to cross in order to make that happen. That we can hand you know, hold out our hand and be, say we have a message of love and acceptance and community and kindness. And we don't have to be a multi-million dollar huge organization to do that. That we can be us and still find we can find our people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking back to your original question, Leslie, about what prompted this worship retreat in the first place. And I think part of what did set it in motion was a wonderful conversation we had with Mark Miller, who's a colleague of yours, and you've introduced him to us. And he's uh, someone who's been composing music and works as a director of, uh, of, a, of a church music program. So he's got a lot of experience there, too. But I think one of the questions he asked uh, had to do with what, what do we want to be thinking when we plan worship? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what what are the thoughts we want to have in our minds? And I think we're trying to be clearer about that as we go forward. And, uh, you know, to your point about all these different, and Dan, you've mentioned this too, the, the way that formats are changing in terms of where people are getting their, their experience of worship. I remember many years ago, I was living in a big city at the time, and I heard someone talk about his ideal church worship experience. He said, one Sunday each month, he would go to the small parish church that was near his home within walking distance. Then he would go to the big cathedral in the center of the city because that would give him the big the big picture of the church universal. And then he said maybe one or two Sundays a month, I wouldn't go anywhere or he wouldn't go anywhere, but he would t- take a walk in the woods and meditate and do something different. Well, now we've got online platforms to add to all of that. And going forward, you know, it could be that people will say, I want all of that. I'm going to, every year, I'm going to look back at each year and say, hey, there were a certain number of times I worshipped online. There were some times I worshipped in my local church and so on. So it could be this incredibly rich experience of worship going forward, quite different in its realm of choice than would have been the case, let's say, 20, 30, 40 years ago, where people went to the same church every Sunday, same time, you know, expected the same format, more or less. That's kind of been thrown up in the air in some ways. Now we get to see, all right, how do we help people access that richness? That's a really great question to be asking. And Ed, to that point, too, it helps with, with the, the on, like, you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, if you want to experience worship, the the typical ideas where you have to go to a church mm-hmm. one hour on a Sunday and that's when worship happens. Now we know that worship is not just the gathered community of believers. Uh, worship happens in, in a walk in the woods. Anytime we're connecting with the sacred, connecting with the divine, with God, uh, that is worship. But still in people's minds, it, it happens, you know, one Sunday a week and the struggle for pastors and for worship leaders and even for people in the congregation is, what about the other six days of the week? Right. You know, and so you would hope that the worship would be inspiring enough to, to propel you forward for six more days until you come back and recharge the batteries. And I've heard pastors say that, like to frame that out. But that was the only option. I mean, maybe you'd have a midweek Bible study. I mean, maybe there were other opportunities to gather during the week, but not every church could do that. And other people couldn't do that because of their schedules. But now with digital offerings, 
that take place online. They're more convenient for people. Or, Leslie, you had mentioned this, we don't live stream our services. We actually pre-record. So you can watch our service Sunday morning if you want, or Sunday night, or Wednesday morning, or Thursday afternoon, whenever you want to watch and not just our church, people can watch other worship experiences and can enter into that throughout the whole week. So it keeps the energy going and it keeps those conversations continuing throughout the week. And I actually think that's a real plus. And for you know our church, let's just say, to be able to think creatively. So how do we continue to inspire worship throughout the week, inspire our connections with God and with one another throughout the week? And we have some wonderful opportunities ahead to be able to, to dream what that can look like. Yeah. And I think that a really interesting, interesting thing and overall beneficial thing of the internet <laughs> is that these videos live on. I mean, we have stats from our YouTube channel that people are going back and watching worship from months ago. Mm, wow. um, maybe there was a sermon they particularly loved. Maybe there was a music moment that they particularly loved. Where else can you go? And be like, I really liked worship on uh, February 7th. I'm yeah. like, I can experience that again. Like, how cool is that? That they can, you know, I, I love Risa singing that piece. I'm going to go and enjoy that uh, as I'm cooking dinner today or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's such a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So we're excited to spend this time together over the next couple of weeks. And then we're excited to come back to you guys. <laughs> Who knows where we'll be? Look <laughs> like all disheveled. <laughs> it may be a 10-part series. Who knows? It's just something. <laughs> so we're so excited to share this with you guys. Uh, and if you're part of our local congregation and our online congregation, uh, you can always find his here on, well, if you're watching this on YouTube. Um, and we're excited to share this uh, with you. So come back here next week for more podcasts and uh, have a great week, everybody. Take care, everyone. Blessings, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening. Round Hill Radio is brought to you by the friends and members of Round Hill Community Church. For more information, please visit roundhillcommunitychurch.org.